welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 112 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! Josh is not here right now. Blah! He'll be on in a little bit. Blah! Blah. 112 balls. I can't do it. <laughs> Blah! Balls anus balls. I'm Blah. Josh. Balls, balls, balls. Blah! Josh, Mike, Josh. Blah! Um, Josh uh, is looking at houses with Ruth. Yes. And uh, made the mistake of double booking himself. And I am not about to let Josh piss Ruth off because Ruth is a saint. Yep. And uh, looking at houses is important. Don't rush that kind of shit. Absolutely. Uh, how was your house shopping experience way back when, Mike? Um, You know, it was funny because my, my grandmother was a real estate agent. So she was the one that was kind of showing us places. And... um. We looked at quite a few houses that we really liked, and uh, there was just, like, problems with each one of the houses, and because of those problems, that ended up putting it out of the price range. Like, there was one house that we looked at, we both fell in love with it, but it was about ten grand more than we wanted to spend, plus we needed to fix the roof. Um, so it was like, we tried to talk them down, but they were, they were staunchly, you know, staying where they were. Uh, so we ended up, we kept looking and then we were able to find this house. Um, it's funny cause my grandmother didn't even want to show it to us cause she was like, Oh, you know, it's got a bunch of problems and it's been on the market for like two years. And you know, it's, I, I don't think you'd like it. So she was like, you know, but I begrudgingly, she showed us and I fell in love with it. Um, and then once we were able to talk to the, the people that were selling it, we talked them down quite a bit of money because we we were like, look, the roof needs to be fixed. The water heater needs to be fixed. The furnace needs to be fixed. You know, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to sink money into. So originally they wanted like well over 60,000 for, and keep in mind, this is back in 2004 before the housing bubble collapsed. Yeah. Um, they wanted like over 60,000 for, and we talked them down to 42,000. So That's... it was. Uh, Bravo. Yeah, no, that was a really good find. Like, the only reason we got it as cheap as we did is because it needed a lot of repairs, and it had been on the market for so long. Uh, I wish I knew more about houses when I bought our house, because there was a ton of problems that the the inspector kind of glossed over, uh, especially, like, the leaking roof, which, uh, thank God, there was a windstorm. <laughs> like, our first year owning the house, it blew off part of the roof. Mm-hmm. And we got to get the roof fixed through insurance. Nice. Because um, it did like, it was on like its second layer of shingles. You know how people mm-hmm. are with roofing. And it was just a a fucking mess. And there was the whole like, the ghost and the dead hobo. And, you know, we, we took <laughs> care of it. Um, well, there's always ghosts with new houses, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, and then there's the killer appliances like Pulse. <laughs> Dude, the- you know. What fucking pisses me off? I was on Tubi last night playing Tubi uh, Roulette, and guess what's on there? Pulse. And <laughs> After I was like, we rented it, <laughs> son of a bitch! I paid for this. <laughs> I could have had it for free. I have had that happen so many fucking times. The Boogeyman's Closet, where 
we'll we'll have a movie up. Like when I put the list together, I'll look and be like, okay, this movie's streaming. And then we'll go to record the next month and it's off of streaming for free. And now it's a rental. And we're like, ah, oh, damn it. So we rent the movie. And then like the next month it's up on a different platform for free. And it's like, damn it. Yeah. Like, that. especially it's when so it sucks. Like yeah. I'm okay. If it's a good movie, like I, uh, werewolves within, mm-hmm. I paid for the rental. Totally worth it. Absolutely. Amazing movie. Pulse. Not so much. <laughs> nope. Um, (laughs) anyway, uh, while, while Josh and Ruth are looking at houses, why don't we go out of order this week and we will do the news. Okay. Uh, the one kind of feature that doesn't need Josh. Are you ready to dive in, Mike? Breaking news late today. It's president's day, which is a big holiday for everybody for some reason. Um, everything shuts down. I don't get it. Well, I mean, it's, you know, we have to wait for Washington to rise from the grave and bring us axes and cherry trees. Yeah. Staring at my watch, Washington. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, Nothing huge dropped today. Godzilla Toho Reaction Series 5. You get Godzilla from 1955 and Grayscale. Baragon from 1968 from War of the Gargantuans. And Garrus from Godzilla Raids Again. And Mogara from 1957, which is... uh, Toho, their attempt, one of their other giant monster movies, it's a giant robot, penguin, duck, monster. Mm-hmm. That looks ridiculous, but I am addicted to these Godzilla Super 7 guys. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely getting more into them as they come out. Uh, thank God for those blind boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, regular news, we have, because it's NECA, the Dungeons & Dragons toys are coming out on retro card backs in the toy colors. So it's, tempted. It's cool, but I really like what they've done mm-hmm. with the modern takes on them, where it's just like instead of matte blue, it's metallic blue. Yeah. Like they're so close that I don't think I need two Wardukes. No, and that's the thing. I you probably know? won't buy any of them. Like I haven't bought Strongheart yet, like of the regular NECA ones. And it's tempting. It's tempting to do the the toy colors mainly because of that package. Um, it's uh, it's so much like the original packaging. It's really pretty. But I don't know if I want to drop the kind of money that these are going to cost for just a repaint. Yeah, I'd rather just like, get the ultimate. I was looking at it and I was like, you know, for the same price, I would buy a re-release of the old figure. Mm-hmm. If they just like broke the figure down, remolded it, I would 100% pay $40 for like a re-release of take a pick. Yeah. Melf, Strongheart, whatever. Um, Super seven is doing Motley Crue figures. I, I guess that's a big deal. If you're a Motley Crue fan, um, one of my older friends, Matt is a huge diehard Motley Crue guy. McFarlane got a licensing agreement with universal. This is not universal monsters. This is universal properties to make McFarlane movie maniacs figures. or statues. Ugh. And it's all like boner comedies and stuff. Ugh. So it's like American Pie, I think they announced. I don't know. It's just like, what? okay, Who okay, cares? Todd. High five, buddy. <laughs> it's like, it's so weird watching the choices McFarlane makes now versus what they were doing like in the late '90s and early 2000s. I think they're selling though because I can I rarely see them. They yeah. pop up and they disappear. So it's like. He's doing something, but it's just not for me. So it's off my radar. 
yeah. that um, you know people really want that Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> Apparently, whatever. Uh, actually, of all the stuff he made, that was the only one where I was like, eh, maybe, maybe, not mm. in a like you know statue, but. Uh, NECA is doing Frankenstein from Bride of Frankenstein in the chair. It's the color version, but if you've seen Bride of Frankenstein, this is like burnt Frankenstein where his clothes are torn up and it looks pretty accurate. And if you've had any of the NECA um, Universal Monster stuff in the past, you know how high quality they are. So I don't have to sell you on them. Um, Silverhawks is doing the Copper Kid from Super 7. And it comes with his little motorcycle that shot off of the side of the flying bird jet because everything was bird themed. Mm-hmm. If you're a Silverhawks fan. Yep. And- I-, I see you raised your hand over there, mystery fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I took a deep dive into the the Rankin Bass Animal Trilogy mm-hmm. of Silverhawks, Tiger Sharks, and... Um, Thundercats. Thundercats. Josh, I'm taking a shit and making a coffee real quick. I'll be on. Wink. <laughs> nice. Uh, I guess you don't want to look, you know, that's what I always did when we were going to all the houses. I tested all the toilets out. <laughs> I feel like if I'm going to live there, I want to know what it's like shitting there. So I'd always poop at every house. Quick, quick side note about that. Pooping at, at uh, a new place. Um, when we first got this house, like once we, we closed on it, we were still living in Rochester and uh, I was still working up here. So before we officially moved in, I kept taking boxes up here. Like when I would come up for work, I would stop, you know, at this place, drop off a couple of boxes and drive back to Rochester. Um, the next night, come down to work again, do the same thing, load a couple boxes in my trunk, just transfer stuff over. Well, one of those mornings, I'm like, man, I really got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, well, the plumbing's on and I'm like, everything's working. So might as well. And I'm sitting in this house, brand new house, like don't know anything about it, not used to the noises, taking a crap at like 730 in the morning on a random Wednesday. And every little bang and pop that the radiator is making, it's the, I was scared. I'm just sitting here be like, something's going to kill me. Like Pennywise is going to come up from the basement and kill me while I'm taking a crap. I was just, I creeped myself out so bad. That, uh, yeah, when we got our house, I got... It the timing didn't work up, work out where, um, I was getting kicked out of my one apartment and we're moving into the next place, our our house, and there was no, there was like a layover, so I had to sleep on a couch in the basement, mm-hmm. and there was like nothing else in the house. There was like a ba- a bag of chips, uh, two gallons of water, <laughs> like I'm on this couch. And I just kept thinking, like, there's ghosts, there's ghosts. <laughs> there was nothing, but it was just, you know, like, roughing it for a few days. Right. Um, where was I? Hasbro is doing an animated two-pack of Hydro Man and Daredevil in cel-shaded colors with, like, lots of black on Daredevil. And Hydro Man is all clear blue because he's Hydro Man and he's made of water. And yep. McFarland is doing a wave of DC toys with an NFT Build-A-Figure. I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> what? Buy four figures, and you get an image of a figure. Think? That's freaking weird as all hell. Maybe you have to download a viewer, and it's three-dimensional? 
it, it sounds like the the most carny fucking thing ever. Yeah, McFarlane thinking we'll buy anything, and it's stupid, incredibly stupid. It really is. Um, he's been like really kicking the price up on some of his stuff, and they're just collecting dust. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I see consistently moving is the occasional like new DC character. People get excited by it. Or the animated Batman stuff, which is just re-releases of DC Direct figures. Right. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> keep, you know, we're going to be talking about Todd a lot, hopefully. Um, from Bleacher Creatures, there are Marvel Wrestling Buddies coming out. So if you had Wrestling Buddies in the 80s as a kid, um, if you didn't have one, you knew somebody who did. I still have one in my basement. Um, great for humping, by the way, if you're curious. <laughs> These it's Spider-Man, Venom, one other one, Miles Morales, I think. They're cute. They're, if you got kids, they're cute. Uh, and last for news, Hasbro had a fourth quarter business announcement for their shareholders, and they're bleeding money still. Of course, they are. Uh, uh, firing everybody didn't fix anything because Hasbro needs to learn a hard lesson. And uh, hilariously, some people figured out that. Their percentage of sales dips, you know, let's just say it's 12%, mm-hmm. is in line with their price rate, their price gouging. So everything went up 12%. They sold 12% less stuff. Yep. Essentially. Uh, so Hasbro, good on you. Uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. So why don't you fire more people and raise the prices and make shittier products? Yep. We'll buy more. Don't worry. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, I, I'm kind of at this point, the things that I love to buy from them, if they go away, that's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm fine with it. I haven't bought nearly as many Transformers in the last like two years that I had before. Um, like, don't get me wrong. There's still figures that I really like, but they just the distribution around here sucks. Um, oh. And the price, the price increase has made it so several aren't worth buying them online either. And then as far as the Star Wars figures go, I still like the vintage collection. And I lo- I do love the retro collection, but I refuse to pay more than $10 for those figures. So, like, when I see them on Amazon for, like, $13.99, not going to happen. No. Um, you know, I feel like $10 is, like, the, the cap for a big company retro style figure like Hasbro or Mattel. Um, Super 7, they're a smaller company, so I'm willing to pay a little bit more. Plus the quality of their retro style figures is way above and beyond anything that Hasbro has done. Um, But yeah, I mean, as far as Hasbro's offerings, there's not a lot that I'm picking up anymore because the quality is such crap and the prices are ridiculous. I've never felt that like Hasbro's going out of their way to fuck me or not Hasbro uh, super seven. No, or I've always always felt like they're, yeah, I felt like they're always keep trying to keep their price in an affordable range for what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Hasbro, it's like they don't give a shit. No. Um, they're like, fuck you, it's Star Wars, buy it. Yeah, like, no, and I, I won't buy anything blind. Certain no. brands now, like Star Wars, which is always like, I like this character back in the day, I buy this. Now I have to watch a review. Yeah. Like those well, two new Boba Fetts that came out. Right. Uh, the holiday Boba Fett and the comic book Boba Fett colors. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, these are shit figures. No, you're not going to get my money. Not going to do plus, it. Plus, you had to pay the Boba Fett tax if you wanted them. Yeah, no. Fuck, no. No, no. It's like the Spider-Man tax. 
Mm-hmm. The Hulk text. I'm not paying it. Uh, the only thing they've done recently that I thought was a step in the right direction are the cheaper Star Wars figures again. Yeah. But even then, in retrospect, $10 is too much right. for Bando and Bader. Like the, the two most risk free characters you can do in Star Wars, mm-hmm. essentially. So, <laughs> um, Hasbro, uh, keep bleeding money. And yeah. uh, maybe, maybe they'll sell uh, TSR. I think that's their next step and get that in the hands of people who actually care about it. Get it away from Hasbro. Yeah. Um, while we wait for Josh, let's do some plugs. Boogeyman's Closet, Mike, what's coming up? Uh, well, we are about to record the Green Room episode. Um, actually, after we're done recording here, I'll be posting um, Pontypool episodes. It'll be episode uh, 210, I believe. Yeah, now I'm starting to lose track of the episode numbers. Um, so we'll be posting that, and then we'll be recording Green Room next, and we'll be closing the month with the Netflix Texas Chainsaw. Oh, um, for roll-ups the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be interesting because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the only one on that episode that liked that movie Um, for all the wrong reasons. Don't get me wrong. Like, I totally understand why it's roundly hated. Um, You got to like, I think it's because people put Texas Chainsaw Massacre on a higher pedestal. Yeah. Than Friday the 13th, which is where I think it is realistically now. Absolutely. Uh, You have to pull the first movie out of the franchise. Same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. You have to take the first one away from it. Uh, Hellraiser 2 probably for that. For that matter. Uh, and don't compare it to those. Right. And I guess Chainsaw, probably pull Chainsaw 2 out of there. Um, and just, yeah. it's junk food. But see, I, I would argue that after part two, every single entry that came after part two was a new part two or a reimagining. Because, like, yeah. if you look at part one, it's like, it's, it's a terrifying fucking movie. Uh, there's no arguing. It is an absolutely terrifying film and a fucking classic. It's one of my all-time favorites. Part two, I love it for completely different reasons. M- you know, we know it's a comedy. It's crazy. It's over the top. But then you get to Leatherface. I love Leatherface. I think it's a great fucking movie. I do, too. But it completely replaces everything that happened in part two. You know, and compl- kind of completely rewrites part one in a way. Um, and then you get to Texas Chainsaw the Next Generation, which I hate, but it rewrites the whole franchise again. Then you get to, what was it, Texas, uh, the, well, obviously the remake, um, which rewrites everything because it's a remake, and then that fucking prequel that I can't stand. But then we get to Texas Chainsaw 3D, and it removes part two altogether and builds off of part one. And then we go to the prequel, Leatherface, and it completely rewrites everything <laughs> again. It's like, and then the, tex, uh, the 2022 Texas Chainsaw completely says forget everything after part one this is the new part two so every time we get a new chainsaw movie it it is it's reinventing the wheel over and over and over again whereas like a lot of these other franchise movies they're just like and then this happens and then this happens and it just gets crazier as it goes along until you end up with jason in space okay mike now uh here here's a here's a fun fact did you uh did you know that leatherface is actually uh part muppet oh that makes a lot of sense actually yeah, just watch the way his arms flail sometimes. You can see it. <laughs> he goes, yay! It's clear someone's puppeteering that guy. Uh, <laughs> so we started the episode with a fake count intro. Could you throw one out there for us? 
Give me, give me the episode number. What's the episode number? Uh, one hundred and twelve. Play one hundred and twelve. That's how many times I've shit breakfast cereal out directly after eating it. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better than ours. <laughs> Josh, just... are are you on speaker? Uh, I am not. No. Do I do I sound like I am? Yeah, it sounds like it's running through the the camera maybe mike do you hear that or is it just me yeah no there's definitely a weird echo hold on is that any better that's worse okay let's see okay. up josh like pulling the the boom mic down what's that josh i said oh okay trying this now uh spots the same weird is the were you skyping or not is there like the were you doing like a facetime call with anybody no no i was not that's getting a little better let me just try i mean this is stupid but let me try closing out a bunch of these apps hmm hmm Thrilling mm. podcasting. Me and Mike are going to finish yeah. up the plugs, Josh, and then it's going to be like very Josh heavy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it's heavy flow with Josh. Uh, uh, my favorite Savage Dragon villain, Heavy Flow. <laughs> That's Boogeyman's. Uh, I'm guessing there's a new Race by Reynolds coming out. Uh, actually, the funny thing is we ended up getting kind of sidelined uh, with Raised by Rentals because of me getting COVID. Um, but the next episode of Raised by Rentals is going to be the one that you're going to be joining us for. So Yes. <laughs> I'll talk to you about that later. Uh, we've got So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast, one of the most consistently published podcasts in the world that doesn't get enough love. Listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. I will massage your feet. Um, you know. As you get older, as an adult, one of the harder things to do is cutting your own toenails. I will come to your house and just do it for you. Ooh. I'll bring the tin snips. It'll be great. Um, we have Tara Marble Madness and Mike McCoy Special Effects. And what's the company called? Coffin Dreams LLC. Uh, her Valentine's shit was awesome. So I, I'm expecting awesome stuff for Easter. Mm-hmm. For St. Patrick's Day. Maybe she'll just dress up as a leprechaun and come to your house. Oh. Uh, I hope so. Goth leprechaun. That would be terrifying. <laughs> terrifying? Uh, <laughs> that was unintentional, but that's really cool. Um, yeah, she could do like a kid's party company called like Terrifying Birthdays or something where she just shows up at various, as like various tiny monsters. <laughs> oh. So, this is, you you want an evil wicket? You got an evil wicket. Yeah, like you like Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever see that movie Troll? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you think ET's cool. <laughs> oh God, ET's terrifying. Uh, ET's fucking. All right, wait, hold on a sec. All right, <laughs> hold on, hold on. All right, if also look up the red pantheon for all other sorts of creative artists that um are a part of the red pantheon listen to anything that josh strasberg publishes he does a great talk up for it i'm fucking it up think <laughs> et's body right mm-hmm. 
you ever see those videos of people who have like no arms or no legs or yes. both? And it's just like they have to drag their torso around. Mm-hmm. I am assuming that they have plumbing. Yes. Right. See, see, in my head, I'm just like, you got a video from one of them once. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he, I, he was kind of pissed. <laughs> I, I may or may not share a lot of videos with Matt LeMay <laughs> that are like no arms, no legs people. Um, but I've always wondered because it's not like they're ever going to open up and say like, yes, my genitals and butt look like a catcher's mitt because that's what I walk on. Like it's an elephant's foot. Oh no. But like, what is it? What's going on down there? I just want to know. My balls got calluses the size of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or is it like I I have a bag and I just don't tell you about it? That's what I'm assuming. Mm. I don't, yeah. This is what keeps me up at night. These deep questions. (laughs) I mean, I remember one in particular of one of those ladies that had, like, no lower half, and she had children. Yeah, Um, like... So, like, she was married and had kids, and and all I kept thinking was, how does it work? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's, like, back before, it's, like, before TLC was, like, Real Housewives and stuff, it was, you know, learning shows, but it was just, like, trashy, (laughs) my adventures as a deformed person stuff. And yeah, there was that Belial lady. Had, friends. Yeah, Belial and friends. Like she had ten kids, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's just like, is her cooch like smushed all the time? <laughs> and this has been the new count creepy head segment. Burning question. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Mike's curious about deformities. Reminds me of the old Mad TV lowered expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, Lord. So, Josh, we're going to give you your own hunk of time to talk about Assembly Required. Because you've got a lot to talk about. Yes, yes, I do. But hold that thought. No. How did the house hunt go? Uh, it, you know, there is a, it is interesting market. We've seen some that are instantly like, the fuck? Why the fuck are you showing this like this? Like, they're, like, I, I totally understand instances where people are still living there. I get it. But, like, there, there was one that we went to where, like, the guy let us in along with, you know, our, our realtor. And he was like, yeah, go ahead, you know, take a look around. And, like, he had, like, a, essentially, like, a tool workshop just laid out in the living room. Like, every fucking tool known to man just laid across the floor. And, like, as we're, as we're walking through, like, we're just like, so is it, we, is it cool if we take a look at the garage? He's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy that's living in there is in there right now, but he knows you're coming. Yeah, no. And, like, shit like that is just like, what the fuck? And, like, you know, it's it, especially, like, when you see the some of the prices versus what the house is, it's just like, are you fucking insane? We no. want half a million dollars, and it comes with your own homeless person. Like there, there is there was one that was legit. Like 
just some ridiculous cost and we we went outside and the shed was basically falling down out back like it was clear the wood had all rotted through and it's just like this is this is the condition you're selling this place in like you really really for this okay yeah so it's been it's been a learning experience um me and mike were talking about that before before you <laughs> came on we went through the same fucking thing. It's part of the ride. I can't think of anybody that's like the first house they saw. They're like, this is exactly what I need. Right. You you know. Well, well, there are like, okay, so there, there are two specific ones that we've seen that personally I fucking love. Uh, there was one we saw yesterday that's like, yeah, okay, it's like 25 minutes further north. Uh, which, hey, that puts actually puts me closer to Strasburg. Oh, nice. Uh, so, you know, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, it's up in up in this place called Georgetown. Really, really lovely little house, but uh, apparently it's one of those cases where, like, it's owned by a corporation. Not cool. So, so there's a lot of back and forth, like, it's one of those, like, corporations that just, like, owns multiple houses. Yeah, that... And... and and so, like, the, the chances of there being any wiggle room have, like, dropped significantly now. Corporations uh, don't take, like, 10000 less because the sink is bad or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but, yeah, no, there was one we just saw that, like... When I say, when I say this place was, like, a weird, gorgeous two-story house from, I think, the 80s... Man... Had a like fireplace with exposed brick. It had built-in bookshelves on either side of the uh, fireplace. It was freaking gorgeous. Needed some work. Needed some flooring put in. But at the same time, it's just like, really, it needs this much work, and you're asking this much for it? Fuck. I think. Don't quote me on this, Josh, because, um, like, I've. How do I put this into words? People, like, you know, you're saying you're looking at houses. I had this, like, knee-jerk reaction to get on a soapbox and say, like, do this, do that, do this. But then I have to step back and be like, I'm not a fucking expert. Shut the fuck up. And then, like, this is part yeah. of, the like, the life experience. You don't want my two cents. You don't need my two cents. And everybody's going to give you two cents. Um, But I think the housing bubble that you know, it's been around forever and everybody's paying a million dollars more than what a house is worth. Isn't there as much anymore. So I hope anyways, that these people are like, don't get what they're asking for. And you guys could talk them down to where you think it should be. That's not saying you're not going to find something awesome in the meantime. Yeah, no, that, but man, there, there, there are some that have just been like, fucking serious yeah uh what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> i remember one of the first houses me and Teresa looked at was nuts like five years old finished basement two-story finished attic like way out of our our in our minds way out of what we could afford it looked like the house at a home alone and it was a foreclosure because that's when people were like not paying their taxes and the banks are taking the properties mm-hmm. yep. and we're like, holy shit, this is great. We're going to jump on this for what they were asking. 
And then we looked at the taxes. The taxes were twice as much as what the mortgage would be. Oh, and God. we're like, fuck it. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so it's like the things that you're not thinking of, they come and bite you in the ass. But, you know, you got, you know, you need, you have, you need help. I'm here. Mike's here. Everybody's here. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you got this, dude. Have fun. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's it's one of those things that, like, it's never, it's never a good time to move, you know? No. Uh, Both both in the timing and in the experience, it's not a good time. (laughs) But, but, like, at the same time, just personally speaking, coming right off of assembly required, still being just in full work production mode and going to look at houses and having that added frustration of are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's just gotten me to a point of like oh dear god I don't drink anymore but I need a drink. Mm-hmm. Not not that I have any true interest in having one but that's you know that's definitely the way everything piled up has made me feel right now. Well, I so, mean, you got you got Beelzebub's broccoli. Thankfully, um, you know it's the process has started, so you know. Well, uh, before we jump in, I did the news, Josh. There's nothing really to write home about. We're gonna hear from a long lost friend of ours who has been traveling the world. Ooh. Oh. And then we are just going to dive into Josh telling us about what's new at Pickman's Vinyls, uh, how assembly required was, uh, everything. Attorneya. Attorneya. You got, got Attorneya. <laughs> um, Attorneya is so big, you're buying a house to put it into. <laughs> that, that's, that's only half a joke. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll dive into show and tell. And we'll talk about finally uh, Masters Universe Revolution. So um, sit back and let's hear at long last from our dear, dear friend, Mr. Timmy Thomerson. <laughs> Guys? Timmy! Timmy! Mike! Mike, hey. Josh, Mike! <laughs> Timmy! Guy, Guys! I, uh, I, uh, I inherited a great deal of money, and I thought, you know what? It's time that I see the world. So I, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Sicily and like Brussels and Europe and Ukraine and, and have a blast and finally meet the love of my life. But you know what, guys? What's that? Love? What? Love is closer to home than you think because I have met somebody. Oh. I am in love. Oh, well, congratulations! Do tell. Yeah, yeah, guys, guys, you, you're never gonna believe it. Never, 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 never. They're gonna. Uh, I met a lady and she's beautiful. Mike, Mike. Yes, Mike. yes. Her boobs. Are so big, there's no letter for them. <laughs> it's amazing. You want to know where I met her? Where'd you meet her, Timmy? I met her behind an Arby's. 
I'm sorry. I don't know why that struck me funny. <laughs> Darla, you want to meet the guys? Darla, it's okay. You guys, you guys want to meet my lady love? <laughs> of course. Oh yes. But come on, here, come here. <laughs> She says she loves me. She has the voice of an angel. Oh, that's the voice of an angle for sure. Josh. Yeah. Josh. Can you keep secret? I think I can. I think I've done the sex. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're an expert, right, Josh? So, uh, kind of. You, you've had you've had the sex, right? Uh, at least once. Okay. Well, Mike, you've had you've had the sex once too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. At least one time. So, so that's where a lady takes my stiffy parts and puts them in her wet squishy parts, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Then I'm pretty sure I ha- I've had sex. <laughs> okay, come here, Darla. Give me kisses. Give me. <laughs> okay, guys. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> All right, Timmy. Don't, don't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, boy. Um stuff josh <laughs> dude i was not expecting the blah, 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 blah. like that just that got me so uh my original plan was as timmy i was gonna write customer complaint emails to rvs and mighty taco <laughs> and actually send them out um but i every time i wrote them like i stayed up late swear to god this is what i did in the bathroom Writing on my phone, on the notepad, uh, a fake, uh, you know, customer complaint email to Arby's saying like, cause me and Mike, we had the conversation last night about how Arby's just destroys my asshole. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'll do this as Timmy. And I, I just could not make it work and have it be serious. Like I wanted a legitimate <laughs> reply from Arby's saying like, oh my God, we're so sorry that it's like, I, I described it as water from uh, the water you stick your paintbrush in <laughs> shooting out of my ass and uh, it just wasn't working <laughs> so I still think you should email them be like look what your meats did to my butt uh, it's true though I can't enjoy Arby's I love Arby's and I swear to god I eat it and it triggers some sort of like violent reaction on my body and just everything my, my internal organs all of it it's like a falchy film Shoots out of me. Um, Josh, I'm going to start, and then you just follow my lead. What is coming from Pikmin's Vinyls? What's in the shop? And what's on the horizon that you want to talk about? Uh, You know, I actually, just to be fair, to talk about what's in the shop, I actually have to pull up the shop to be sure what is still available and what's not. Because things have been selling like crazy. Yeah, no, things have been, it has been a very strong sales season for for Pikmin's. Uh, so in the shop right now, we have a log, which uh, I have uh, the carded edition available. Carded edition 
action log with real Moss Beard, the carded sports log, which is the first time we've ever done sports log, and the carded civil war log, uh, which again, first time we've ever done civil war log. Uh, we've got a couple of the creep in the shop. Uh, it's probably going to be the last creeps in the shop for a while. The glow-in-the-dark creep. Uh, there is one Monster Squad Wolfman remaining. Uh, there are a few 80s deco uh, killbots with a nice uh, nice spray splatter deco, very reminiscent of the uh, 80s food court design palette. Yeah. Uh, and there are glow-in-the-dark glitter cosmic cotton candy editions of the Killer Clowns available that come, uh, both the Killbots and the Killer Clowns come in these really nice, uh, weird Japanese bootleg-inspired boxes. And that's what's in the shop right now. And coming soon in the shop, uh, this is the first time I'm officially going to say this, so breaking news! Uh, some of the next things in the shop next month are also going to be weird redecoed re-releases. Uh, and right now on tap for sure, uh, we're going to be doing another release of the Wheeler because the Wheeler is currently sold out. And I know we're going to put together a really cool box for it. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably sometime in March. Uh, doing a re-release of the Crypt Keeper, which is a... It's a green and clear swirled colorway with a uh, gold speckle sprayed onto it. Uh, again, fun, fun Japanese weird box. We're doing the Poltergeist Ghost in two decos. Stay tuned for what they are. Uh, and the Luminators inspired Wolfman which will be in a translucent glow-in-the-dark yellow, because unlike the original Illuminators, this will not only glow in the black light, but also glow in the dark. Woohoo! You know, I don't know if we're going to have time today, but very soon we're going to have a deep, deep conversation about repaints mm -hmm. and about the importance of a proper paint job um, and the importance of re-releasing things and making it fun. And Josh, God damn it, I I missed Pikmin's Labs so much. Um, Why, I'm thank you. I'm spending money I shouldn't be spending <laughs> because you keep making shit I want to buy. <laughs> um, you know, because I was thinking like, how could you make Glow in the Dark Wolfman fun and have it make sense? And I was like, it'll probably just make it Glow in the Dark Blue, whatever. No, you make Illuminators. Yep. Wolfman. And it's like, yep. you son of a bitch. <laughs> and, I, and not only that, uh, this is also, actually, I, I don't think I've told you guys this yet, but uh, I know I told Mike. I'm gonna, I am officially going to do uh, new packaging, so it is not the Monster Squad packaging, because as much as I want to reuse that for the Wolfman again, mm -hmm. why, why do I need to overkill it? It's gonna be this, you know, I'm gonna have the VHX box for the Gilman. Mm-hmm. You know, so why not do Luminator's packaging that can then be also used for the Guildman as well? Uh, yeah. And, you know, if I'm doing the Luminator's Wolfman, he's got to have that little rocky base. 
God damn it, Josh. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, so what, what's going to make them stand out from the monster squad releases other than color and packaging is that, uh, I'm going to do the, a, a little base inspired by the original for each one. Um, I have the Illuminator's Dracula, and he came with a crazy complex cemetery and tree. I remember that one. Set yeah. up with a bat and stuff. Best of luck. Uh, it's probably just going to be this, like a gravestone. Yeah. But still, like having having the little base. And it's one of those things, and I know we'll get into it when we have the repaint discussion, but it's one of those things that makes a repaint worthwhile is you get those little extras, whether it be really cool packaging, um, a different accessory, the Malibu Stacy with a new hat, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but it does make you want the figure. Like, I, I mean, that's happened to me countless times throughout uh, throughout the years collecting toys. Like, I, I know we'll talk about it later, but specifically the one that comes to mind is McFarlane with zombie spawn. Mike, you the, read my mind. The originals, I fucking love the original. Chainsaw arm, where it was like... Right. Not only did they make him that, that like, weird, like, moldy white color, but then they gave him a fucking chainsaw arm. And it's like, you know... <laughs> All they changed was his forearm, but damn it, I need it now. There was like a few years there where he would do one new part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that one was great. And we're going to get sidetracked, and I'm going to stop us after this. Uh, remember they made a uh, clown on the gurney, like yes. Yes. Hannibal Lecter, and they made the repaint had Violator coming out of his guts? Yes. Yep. That's when McFarlane was sitting on all cylinders. Um, yep. Expect and that in episode also, 113. Josh, uh, keep going. I, I, no, I just have to point out the, uh, the I, I also really loved the way they changed the, uh, the like, included head for the nobody weird cyborg guy. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, one was, like, a weird monster head, and one was, I think it was based off of, what, Corn Boy? Yeah. Yeah, they always, sc- they snuck in the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. constantly it was usually corn boy uh he also pops up in a really hard to find um mcfarland monsters hunchback playset where they mm-hmm. took oh, the hunchback right. head off and put corn boy's head on it i forgot about that um and that's back before like the internet and you knew that shit existed it just popped up and you'd be like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. and you didn't have money to buy it and that's you never saw it again uh anything else coming in the shop josh that you can talk about uh so that's that's march and then uh april is going to be the release of the gill man <laughs> uh and a couple of couple of other fun fun repaints that are planned um gosh, uh, I'm, gosh. i will uh let me pull up my schedule just to double check uh what when i have what laid out oh yeah i and this isn't like this isn't going to be a big thing because it's literally going to be the exact same figure just in new packaging but uh i have seen a resurgence in the demand for buffalo bill okay so fucking i'm gonna make some more bills and i'm just gonna put them in a box instead of the uh the the card back that i used to have mom and uh I, i believe i sent you both the box design i have which uh oh man I can't wait to pick that up from Office Depot. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> yeah. that Buffalo Bill's top five of things you've done. 
top three. You know, maybe it's it's funny because there there are certain things that by no means did bad, but were just like did okay. And Bill was one of those ones that like he did okay. He got great reaction, but sales were so so. Mm. And all of a sudden, people are just like, holy fuck, I need that Buffalo Bill. Like, oh, okay, sure. I'll make enough. I'll make more Buffalo Bills. I am endlessly entertained painting his little penis tip. <laughs> <laughs> With tucked dick action. Like, um, the, the fact that I can make that statement makes it totally worth making more. But, you know, I think what happens and, and happens often is, you know, you'll you'll release this awesome figure and just for whatever reason, either the algorithms on social media don't get enough eyes on it or people just happen to be like broke at the time that you release it and it doesn't get the attention it deserves. So when it comes around again and maybe more people see it, it's like, of course, it's going to sell better because the first time it was just poor, you know, poor eyes on it, like not enough people were looking. Yeah. At it. Yeah, so, you know, it's one of those, I don't know how many I'm going to make. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to drop. It's one of those one of those things that's like, people want it, so I'm going to make more of it. Uh, but just to give, yeah, just to give, uh, I pulled up pulled up my full list of what I have scheduled out, and I'll, I'll throw a few things out there that are very likely going to show up in uh, some weird funky color variants like Zombie Jason, The Critter, Dr. Tongue, Winslow Leech, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that you could really easily see being in weird foreign packaging and like a weird glow-in-the-dark glitter variant. You know, I got to say, Winslow, I could see getting the same kind of new traction that Buffalo Bill got, only because not only is it a great figure, but that is consistently one of my uh, drawings that I've done for the, you know, for Pikmin's that always sells. Like, I did that that drawing of Winslow Leach and figuring, you know, okay, a handful of people that like Phantom of the Paradise would would buy it. But no, I constantly, like, I sell out on Etsy all the time. Every convention I go to, I always sell them. Like, there's a lot of Phantom of the Paradise fans out there. You know, yes. Like, some of these, some of these, obviously, like, you know, the Spiderhead. When mm -hmm. I re-release, it is almost expected to be like, okay, this is going to do well. Right. Other Other things completely catch me off guard. Like, I, this this is a perfect way to start segueing into assembly required. For example, as I was getting ready for assembly required, I had like two days of free time before the show, uh, before I left for the show. And I had that moment where I was like, yeah, I've got free time. Let me throw together a micro run of something. And I settled on translucent, semi-translucent killer clowns with glitter and glow in pink, blue, and yellow for cotton candy. I took the, the art Mike had done for it, threw it through some weird, like, found the, the Japanese VHS of Killer Clowns and, like, threw the, the title onto Mike's artwork. Uh, 
and basically did my best to make it look like weird Japanese bootleg packaging for a killer clown figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made three of them figure in. Yeah, okay, the killer clowns did pretty good. These will probably move through the weekend. They sold out the first 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> and the rest of the weekend, people were asking about them. There, there was a, mo- a moment where uh, Figure Fetish, the, uh, the other toy maker, came over and he, he bought, I think he bought the pink one. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason. I don't know if you're listening or not, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and as he was walking back to his table, which was directly across from mine, uh, Matt came over, Matt the Matt Casal, founder of Assembly Required. And he's just like, hey, man, I meant to shoot you a message before the show and ask if you could hold one of those clowns. Are there any of those left? And I had to had to point at Jason and be like, you gotta fight Jason. He just bought the last one. <laughs> so yeah, that like that's one of those things where you just never quite you can never quite predict these things. Uh, so you know when I when I got back, I made a shit ton of them, and there are they're almost gone. You know, Josh, at this point, you might as well just have your entire catalog available. For people to look at and be like, hey, if there's enough interest, I will remold this if you have it. Yeah, I mean, there there are some things that I'm. Uh, Ruth Ruth is very entertained by this. I'm going through because uh, if I still have the molds, even if they're like trashed dead molds that have ripped apart, I've been Frankensteining pieces back together to get a clay master out of it so I can recast it. That's awesome. And it's like, there is no earthly reason why some of these molds should work, but they do. <laughs> like there've been a few times where I've been like, there's no fucking way this is gonna work. There's no way. Oh shit, I got a clean cast out of it. Okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, if the uh, money's the money's there, Josh, go for it. So yeah, I've been I've been going through a lot of the old stuff and just pulling, being like, okay, what, what do I think would look fun in cool colors? That really, that's the entire basis. Is like, how good is how much remolding do I need to do, and how cool would it look in weird colors? Mm-hmm. And all I'm gonna say is like, man, some of some of the Super Seven blind box colors they've done for like Alien, they like, man. I, wouldn't wouldn't a stark a stark white zombie Jason just splattered in bright red look brilliant? That would you, look really cool. You fucking cocktease. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the direction I'm going with it, but it probably is. Uh, okay, Josh, that's definitely the direction I'm going with it. Uh, that's I, that's coming sometime, I think, late April. Can I pick your brain with some generalities? You can be yeah. vague. Um, random questions. I'm looking like I have the bulk of your stuff on the shelves in front of my computer. So uh, busts. Are you ever going back to busts? Because there, there I, I love a- my Geiger bust and I love my Cronenberg um, bust. There are definitely a few I'm, uh, I'm playing around with in my head. And 
I believe I believe I uh, I'll need to I'll need to talk to confirm on this, but I believe uh, America's favorite cartoon witch wants a bust to sell. I so there may like very that. well be a toy box bust. Um, awesome. Are you done with Keshi style minifigures? No. Okay. Uh, so if the demands are, I mean, like I know Spiderhead, but if somebody's like uh, McCready, I love so, that to so make here, it again or whatever. So here's here's the plan with with that. Um, now I'm I'm still kind of working this out in my own head to figure out exactly how I'm going to do this, but I'm pretty sure the direction for that going forward is going to be either a new mini sculpt or one from the vaults like the Skeksy or Wilford Brimley, perhaps um, that are small enough to fit in the capsules or my capsule machine. And then they're literally going to be popped into capsules in a bunch of random colors. And it's a mystery pole. And that, I think that's going to, that's going to be the direction going forward for the mini figures. It's going to be, just like a a bunch of random colors shoved into a capsule machine dispensed out and uh and i'm pretty i'm going to do my damnedest to make sure those stay in the 5 to 10 dollar range because um, capsule machines should be cheap i have uh, gumball eggs that i bought in bulk for my capsule machine and I have like I bought a case of a thousand because I have a problem. So if you ever need me, Josh, hit me up. Um, um I have like a refrigerator sized box that's in my attic. <laughs> well, I I know I know you're getting because uh, I'm I'm I've got all of the stuff in your box. I just need to uh, wrap it all nice so it stays safe. Yep. Uh, so you'll see the size that I'm using, and if it's the same size, then shit, yeah, I'll, hell, I'll buy some from you. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll make it happen. Um, Josh, tell us about. Yeah, there's, there's, as as you can, might be able to tell, uh, assembly required is a very good fire under my ass creatively. Um, I will start. I'm gonna start with a little bit of a very sad thing uh, for assembly required. So, uh. The resident DJ since the beginning of Assembly Required. Cousin TL. Yes. Uh, really great guy. Um, Hip Hop Toys, Remix Plethora, worked together with uh, his, uh, his local, the radio station that TL DJed for, worked with DKE Toys to put together a tribute figure for Cousin TL because I believe it was just after the show last year, <clears throat> he was diagnosed with cancer and given only weeks to live. Uh, and he beat those weeks. And um, yesterday morning, uh, I woke up to a message that he had passed. Oh, that sucks. But the Cousin TL figures are still on sale through Hip Hop Toys 100%. 
of the cost of those goes to TL's family to help cover expenses. Uh, there were 100 made. They're $25 each. Hell of a cheap price, uh, especially for a custom, custom figure on a custom card back. Uh, and yeah, 100% of that $25 goes to TL's family. They're still available on Hip Hop Toys. I believe there are about 50 left of the run of 100. So they're almost halfway sold through. Um, yeah, if, if you can, if you want to support a really good cause and get a fun figure, head over to Hip Hop Toys. Uh, buy a TL figure. That's, that's the down. But it's also, you know, again, it's a perfect segue because it, I don't know how to describe Assembly Required other than it's become like a family reunion. Specific, like, not, and not even specifically for the toy makers, because there are people I saw walking through in the past that I'm excited to see again. There, you know, there are people that I saw as patrons last year that had come and they said basically, like, they were like, man, I can't believe how inspiring something like this is. You just wait. You're going to see me here next year with a booth. And they were there this year and they had fucking brilliant stuff. That's so cool. That's, that's the type of environment assembly required is it's a, it is like no other art or toy show you'll go to. There's no, there's no booth dividers. There's no curtains. It is a completely open floor. So everyone is like right next to each other. I think it's the only show I've ever been to where any single person there, anyone, you would 100% trust to watch your booth and they would probably hype your stuff up more than you would. That's awesome. It's just, it's, there's, there's no egos, there's no... There's no jealousy. There's no competition. It's just uh, this year there were 32 different artists there. And I would not hesitate to call us any one of those people, friend or family. Um, like, it, Mike, I just, I can't say enough good things about this thing Matt has put together. He's, uh, it's it's one of the most special events that I've ever been able to be a part of. And sales are good. Like, on top of all that, it's got really good foot traffic. It's in a really good area. It's in a really good venue. And everyone that comes through is genuinely interested. Like, how many shows do you go to where you see people sitting at their booth on their phone because no one's been talking to them? Like so people many. just walk, people just walk by and they look like, look at the stuff and they're like, well, and keep walking. Mm -hmm. Like, no, hello. No, like, Hey, how's it going? Nothing. That's not the case here. Every single person that passes by stops and talks to you. That's cool. Like they're all very, and they're all very genuinely interested in what you have there too. Like, you know, there are some things that, 
are so weird and niche. And and this is just from my personal experience there, because, you know, obviously it's different for every artist. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, I know a lot of my stuff uh, the, that I'm making is niche. Like, how many people, honestly, are going to look at a wheeler and be like, holy shit, that's childhood nightmare fuel. <laughs> It, it, it's a very it's a very specific group of people but you know it's that's that's the group of people that come to the show because i swear every person was just like my god oh my god i can hear its neck creak <laughs> and like like you don't you don't get that kind of of geek recognition at other shows from like everyone Right. Uh, also, I'm going to give a special <clears throat> because I know you both have one of his pieces now. Uh, I'm going to give a special shout out to uh, Kajiki Toys, who has been doing really, really brilliant stuff. He did the um, a lot of the different muscle recasts. Oh, uh, yeah. Like he yep. did, he did, he did the power claw with the power glove. That's the one I got. One with the Freddy, and then he did one with the Freddy glove. Yep. <clears throat> I'm he did, holding it right now. He did a really brilliant mashup with um, the Warduke and the vintage Boba Fett. That's the Warduke Alorian. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, just like really, really, really. And it's all really clean stuff. But uh, the guy that was directly next to me, Pocket Salsa, also awesome guy. Uh, first time at a show and just did fucking awesome. Uh, bravo, dude! You like it was awesome being next to him. Uh, and at one point, like I guess Kajiki didn't have a table, and at one point, Pockets also told him, like, dude, just you know, put some stuff in my table. Like, really, like you've got some stuff. I'm not filling a table. Like, share the table. So he put some stuff out with uh, with Pockets also, <clears throat> and I looked into his bag and saw that he had like a pile of the muscle stuff that he barely had any out of on the table. And again, this is just to demonstrate the spirit of assembly required. Instantly, like, I looked down at the bag, I was like, dude, you got a bunch of muscle stuff in there. Let me move my stuff over, like, take over a little bit of my table, too, to make sure you've got all your product out. So, because, yeah, I mean, like, if He's got a bunch of product, and he's right there. Right. I just yeah. well put it all out for people to see. Muscle's gonna sell. <laughs> like you gotta. Not not only is muscle muscle gonna sell. Like and and this is a very genuine like. If if he's doing well, that means more people are likely gonna look at pocket salsa. More people are gonna look at me. Absolutely. If one of us does well, it's good for all of us. Dude, put more shit out. Take over part of my table, please. I got so it, it just As you're talking, I'm going to his shop right now. <laughs> right. Uh just in that off chance that he's got more stuff. Nah, just like I know list. I know there's a there is a, a lot of artists to list off, but uh just a special, special shout-outs to Hip Hop Toys, One Trick Pony, 
Pocket Salsa, Edwin Salas Toys, uh, M. Clapthor Robots, Fiend Base, uh, Carolina Cool Cat, who was like directly behind me with Kier's Customs. Just, it, it was, uh, Dirt House Vinyl was there, who was also a Texas person with Spirit Ditch Toy Co., uh, Ederson, um, obviously figure fetish. I, I just like, again, just, uh, resin blood. Oh my God. I got a shout out resin blood. Uh, especially because my boy gave me some ink. That's oh, yeah, right. You got I, a tattoo. I, I got a tattoo at assembly required and I'm, I'm already planning to get more next year. Nice. Like I might actually might actually end up getting two next year because uh, I don't know if either of you guys follow uh, Eddie slash Resin Blood. Uh, he's yes. Been, he's been stretching his own canvases into weird shapes, mm-hmm. and and he did this one piece a couple of days ago that as soon as I saw it, it was a moment of like, fuck. All right, I think I need to get a tattoo of that from Eddie next year. Because it's this beautiful crane just, like, busting out of the android stomach and going over the canvas. It, it's gorgeous. Uh, uh, where so are you going to yeah, get it? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking my, uh, my right arm, basically opposite the spider head. So not on your stomach? No, definitely not. Where any good crane no, tattoo I'm, should go. I, I'm slowly... Uh, I've... Here, here is a little known fun fact about Josh. I've always uh, really wanted to essentially have sleeves. Okay. I've always just been very indecisive about it. So I think I think this finally gave me the kick in the ass to be less indecisive because Saturday Saturday night or Sunday morning I got got a text from Ruth and she was like, so did you get a tattoo? Because Eddie does tattoos there every year. I was like, no, no, I didn't. I don't think I'm going to. Like, I, I like his flash sheet. It's beautiful work, but there's nothing there that's screaming me. Like, okay, okay. And I'm standing, standing at my booth and I'm looking, looking at the capsule machine. What if I had him do a spider head? Okay, yeah, I guess I'm... I went over and talked to him, and he... Uh, it was too damn funny, because... Like, hey, man. You got... You got time tonight. You got, a, you got any interest in... Putting a spider head on me? And you could see the wheels turn, and he's like... I mean, like... John Carpenter's the thing, the spider head. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to do that one. <laughs> yeah, let's make that happen tonight. What time are you free tonight? Roll up your sleeve. Let's figure out where it's going. Nice. And, you know, I, I rolled up my sleeve and I pointed where I wanted. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, right down here, like, under under my, my Cthulhu sigil. And he's like, no, no, that's too small. You got to go bigger. Let's go above it. <laughs> okay let's do it so uh i got it i unknowingly got it in a uh, very sensitive tattoo spot right across the 
the ditch of my arm, my ditch of my elbow. Ouch. <laughs> uh, didn't feel too bad getting it done. That next day, flying back with it, though, my arm was sore as fuck. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, it's, uh, man, what can I, what can I fucking say is I, I love this show. Matt has made something really special. Uh, and I had the, the great honor and experience of, uh, staying with, uh, Keith, AKA toy box, uh, and his partner, Jen, and in the toy castle. You guys saw pictures? That is man. That is not an exaggeration. That is a toy castle. So cool. Uh, but you know, also that also means that like I got to hang out with Keith all weekend and like hang out and talk puppeteering and talk toys and like see I got to essentially like help be roadie for the uh the assembly after party after show, which is the Wham Bam Puppet Slam, mm-hmm. which is a night of <clears throat> adult puppet shows. And holy shit, I can't say enough good things about that. Um, Edwin Salas, who is uh, both a toy maker and an acclaimed puppeteer, uh, apparently made a, a rare return to his, the puppeteering stage to give just the the most brilliantly intentionally very classically racist punch and judy style puppet show about star wars and racism and one point a kkk member showed up and got hung and oh boy it was it was hilarious in special ways <laughs> uh and they're uh got the another person that was staying with Keith was another puppeteer, a gentleman named uh, Lion Forest Hill, who is, uh, both Keith and Lion are award-winning puppeteers. Uh, And one of Lion's pieces that he was uh, asked to bring back again this year, I may have Mm -hmm. talked about it last year, uh, was a marionette Transformers piece called More Than Meets the Eye, where uh, Shockwave essentially contacts the Teletran 1 while only Bumblebee is there to watch it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have, they kind of bond over the fact that they're the two that were left behind to watch watch the ships. And Shockwave confesses that Shockwave isn't even his real name, it's just his Decepticon name. His real name is Galactic Man. <laughs> uh, and you know it, it ends with this brilliant thing of shockwave admitting that you know you know the whole thing was a ruse and he's he's just keeping bumblebee distracted so the rest of the decepticons can break into the teletran and how could you do this well i am a decepticon <laughs> and finally in the last minute you know shockwave goes to, to rescue Bumblebee and he's carrying his lifeless body and saying, oh Bumblebee truly you were more than meets the eye <laughs> it, it's just it's fucking brilliant but as if that weren't enough 
I don't I don't know a proper way to describe this because it's it I saw one of the most breathtakingly beautiful puppet quote unquote puppet pieces I've ever seen. And it was all done with completely static hand built wire sculptures. A giant scrim and a flashlight. And the sculptures were set up in a certain way that as the story track was playing, it was uh, Edgar, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's uh, Annabelle Lee. Okay. And as the track was playing, he was walking and directing the light in different ways through the sculptures to project them up onto the screen. And I shit you not, it looked animated. That's, That's awesome. really cool. I, I've never seen anything like it, and I it it nearly it nearly brought me to tears because it was just so breathtaking. I people had told me they're like, "Oh my God, he's bringing the wire piece." You've got to see it. it's it's unreal. It's you've never seen anything like this. Nothing could have prepared me. Uh, and it's really, really fucking hard to find videos of, but it's uh, it's won several awards, and it's understandable. And fun side note, uh, both Keith and Lion have been uh, pushing me pretty heavily to try my hand at building puppeteering. So there's a chance that before too long, you're going to be seeing an extension of Pikmin's in, in puppet form. I can't wait because they really they've both really kind of been pushing me to put something together, both in the form of building puppets and putting together some sort of show. Just, yeah, we've seen what you do with a Boglin. <laughs> I'd love for you to have like a legitimate felt puppet. It's, that would be it's, awesome. It's happening sooner rather than later. Um, if I, I would trade places with ruth in a heartbeat that that it's, would uh, be a blast yeah no no it's um i i 100 plan to be a part of the puppets land next year that's awesome uh so yeah i know it's and, you know, it's one of those things that the creative energy of everyone involved in every aspect of assembly required is basically just like, if you rattle off even part of an idea, they're like, do it, dude. Why aren't you doing it now? Start doing it. And just constant encouragement. That's so cool. So, yeah, I, I, I just... I could talk about it for fucking hours. I really could, because it's... Dude, I I'm just glad you're back. It's it's the way... Like, do you remember the way Decon used to be advertised as, like, the convention for creators? Yeah. yeah. Before, you know, they started bringing fucking Funko and Hasbro? That's the spirit you imagine the old decon should have been is exactly what assembly required is. Okay. 
So bravo, bravo to Matt because he's he's put together something that's I think every artist that has been involved with it looks forward to. Cool. Um. Uh, Mike. Yes. Mike. Mike. Demi. Um. So. I got a really important question for you. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm all excited about you know being off the market and like not being single anymore. Mm-hmm. And. <clears throat> something that's been on my bucket list for like ever. Has been a double date. So I was wondering if, like, you and uh, Jess want to, like, meet meet me and Darla for uh, a nice dinner. Darla is an amazing cook. Oh, really? (laughs) What kind of food does she make? Would you like to try her her roast beef soup? (laughs) So (laughs) I I need to mention that uh, we live behind the Arby's now. Our house, the door is on the top. Um, but it's like a buffet. It's all all the Arby's you could eat. And, and she's so creative with the food. Uh, have you ever had curly fly curly fry souffle? I have not. It's really good. And there's all kinds of these like these wiggly rice things that they're on on the French fries. Really tasty. Um, but you haven't lived until you've had a, a painter's bucket with roast beef. And she takes the the, the snow, the, the salty snow, and it, it kind of like, it, it's nice. Roast beef soup. <laughs> She's really excited to meet you. Look, look at her nipples. <laughs> oh, God. You can she's, do pull-ups on them. It's she's really definitely cool. excited. You know what we did the other day? I've always wanted to do this. You know when somebody like holds your hands and you spin in a circle like you're you're in the the hills the the hills are alive. That music, that the sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> you ever ever have somebody want to do that to you? She did that to me. She held me by my feet and spun me around. It's true romance. That Guys, sounds like come on. love. Let's make Darla a part of the gang. Yeah. Josh? Yeah. Josh. Josh. Yeah. Are you, are you into swinging by chance? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, you know, maybe even cuckolding. I, I, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but Darla, you I, know, she, she likes a, a nice beefy man, you know? <laughs> a wink. Huh? I'll just watch. I'll, I'll just breathe heavily. Me, I don't think that's me, Timmy. Ah, oh, man. Fine, whatever. I'll ask somebody else. You guys are putting, yeah, party poopers. Where? I'm not. I'm not very beefy, Timmy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go do the sex. Yeah. You're gonna have some of Darla's roast beef. I'm gonna have some roast beef soup. Mm. <laughs> Yummy in my tummy. Don't forget the cheese. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Timmy. <laughs> hey, happy anniversary to uh, Maurice. And, Indeed. Uh, 
his girlfriend. The wrong time to sip my coffee. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you guys want to do show and tell, a.k.a. Josh talks about Eternia? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Let me run down what I got quick. Mike, you can do the same, and then Josh can just make us mad that he got Eternia and we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I picked up... You know those uh, Spin Masters DC guys? Yes. The four-inch ones? I picked up Blue Beetle, the non-movie Blue Beetle, like comic book Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. because I love the movie one, but his articulation kind of sucks. Yeah. So I got a comic book Blue Beetle. He's a lot of fun. Uh, today, I picked up Toy Colors 85 Godzilla from Super 7, the reaction figure, and I found a Tarman. One lone Tarman. Nice. Um... So and I haven't I, seen any sign of that wave yet. I also saw, uh, I didn't know this was coming out, Red Jigsaw by himself. Oh. Oh. Um, and I've seen pictures of people finding the Red Fiend. Like the proper Crimson Ghost. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I saw the regular Misfits uh, Fiend. Um, I almost bought him, but like I said, I'm getting a little more picky with the Toonie Terrors. Yeah. Um, so there, there's more coming out. I must have didn't pay attention, or these are like the bloody eyes, Michael Myers. Like they're kind of just getting more value out of their molds. Uh, what'd you get, Mike? Um, well, I got a a birthday box from one Mister Hibbard, um, where I got uh, two Fortnite figures, the Moisty Merman repaint, um, which is just absolutely ridiculous because he's basically a, a guy in a yeah, like creature outfit with a removable helmet where it's it's obvious that he's a guy in a rubber suit. Um, and he comes with, uh, you know, how they all have their little pickaxe weapon. Well, his is a uh, a camera, you know, and he's holding it by the the legs by the the tripod. So it's pretty interesting. Um, and then he sent me this character named Gunner. Uh, he's basically just this beefy, weird sci-fi soldier with chainsaw gauntlets. And like. He's a robot-looking dude with chainsaw hands. I'm in. <laughs> like that's pretty fucking rad. Uh, but he also has like this cool. Uh, I didn't even know it was removable, but there's like a little knife in a sheath on his back, and it, it it looked like one of those things like you get on GI Joe web gear, where it's just like, oh, there's a molded knife, and I was like, oh wait, shit, that comes out of the sheath. That's awesome. So yeah, he's got a bunch of little fun accessories. Um, the uh, as you mentioned, just the the muscle. Uh, uh, re-sculpts. I got the Freddy Krueger one of the claw, which is just fucking awesome. Um, He's been one of my desk toys since I opened him. Um, And then possibly one of my favorite unexpected things. I know we were shitting all over Hasbro earlier, but the uh, Marvel Legends retro figures, he got me two of the Sentinels. And I fucking love these guys. Like they are, they are exactly what I hoped they were, and they go perfect with the larger Sentinel I have, the uh, X Men '97 one. Yep. So it's like I have this, this. It's almost like Master Mold, and then two regular Sentinels. And um, the one thing they have that I'm a sucker for on these Sentinels is light piping. They have the a little like translucent spot on their head. So if you shine light on them, they get these like beady red eyes and it look just looks fucking badass. Um, then I also got, uh, my sister got me for my birthday, 
the Super 7 Triceraton uh, reaction figure. So I got him now. Um, I ordered for myself the three Time Bandits figures from Plastic Meatball. Um, I had a gift card, and I was like, you know what? I've been eyeballing those things forever. I might as well get them. So I really like these figures. I, the, on, the only complaint I have is that Randall's map is uh, it's just paper. I was kind of hoping that it would be something a little bit more durable. So I might end up laminating it uh, to just make sure it doesn't get ruined. But yeah. um, I love the, the, the evil figure is fucking awesome. The gas mask is perfectly molded to his face. The shoulder pads can be removed so you can take the cape off. Uh, they just kind of like pin it down. It's just, it's a it's a great figure, especially if if you're into the retro figures. Um, and then Tara for my birthday, we finally got a chance to exchange uh, Christmas and birthday gifts. We kept meaning to, and we just it, we could never line our schedules up. So for Christmas, the item she got me is kind of a me and Jess thing. Um, it's because it's something that Jess collects, but it's from something that I love. She got the uh, the the Halloween Three Kids uh, Living Dead doll edition. So yeah. it's you know it's like those are so freaking badass. Like I've looked at them so many times, wanting to get them because I love the Halloween Three masks, and Jess loves Living Dead dolls, but I know she doesn't really care about Halloween Three, so I, I never pulled the trigger. So when Tara got this, I'm like, perfect. <laughs> so now we're going to have those displayed somewhere in my living room. I just got to find a spot to put them. Um, and she got me for my birthday, the NECA thing dog, which you guys have talked about. And yeah, I have not opened him yet. I'm planning on doing that on my day off so I can properly, like you guys said, heat it up and make sure all the joints work properly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of little parts, a lot of sharp parts. Yeah. It's not like open it up and play with it. It's a project. Yeah. It looks gorgeous, though. Like, I, oh, I keep staring at it. I'm just, it's so damn nice. And the the piece I was most excited about, I've been looking for this guy everywhere. The Toonie Terror Star Man. I fucking love him. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point I own all of the Tar Man action figures that have been released. But, uh... Anytime there's a Tarman figure that comes out, I want it. <laughs> like, I just, I love him. And the Toonie Terrors one is, it's such a perfect cartoon representation of the of the character. Um, it's it's a close second favorite for me. My favorite being the uh, creature feature one that Josh made. Um, just because it's, again, it's that retro, that those retro figures that I love so much. And he fits right into that. Um but yeah, this is definitely a close second to that. And then the other figures that I got were actually the Pikmin's figures. So I now have the Wheeler, um, which is, dude, having that thing in hand and seeing how, like, just how he stands on those wheels, it's perfect. Like, I was so impressed with that. Um, the werewolf or the wolfman figure from Monster Squad, it's it's a fucking Playmates figure. Like, it's so much fun. It's the quality of it, like I had said when we were texting, is very much like the creep. It's on that same level of this is, yeah, it's an art toy, but it's extremely toyetic, and you want to pick it up and play with it. Um, plus, the packaging is just fun as fuck. And then, of course, the uh, the TMNT sidekicks of, um, you know, Ice Cream Kitty and Dr. Cluckingsworth, uh, which did not disappoint either. I love the packaging. 
Love the way that box came out, and the figures are fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, so, I can't wait till I get my shit from Josh. It's, dude, like, you are not going to be disappointed. I, I am, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, you know, what, when you did the creep, you leveled up. And now it's like a whole new ball game with these figures. And like, I keep playing with the Wolfman. <laughs> I keep taking him out of the box. Like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> just, it's and it's the, a great and, figure. And not to, not to brag, but I'm getting pretty damn good at these boxes. Yeah, no, the boxes are fantastic. Um, like I said, the, the Dr. Cluckingsworth and uh, Ice Cream Kitty box, it's it looks like a fucking retail box. Like, the, it's really well the done. The artwork that you did on that, Mike, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. The bricks, oh, the bricks is what really I was like, that's it. That's that piece, that missing piece that I couldn't put my fingers on. Mm-hmm. That like once I saw that combined with like the way Josh made the box, I was like, this is a work of art. Those bricks, I tell you, it took me forever to try to like figure out what I wanted to do with them because I, I looked through so much TMNT uh, packaging art. And, like, the brick tone not only changed from uh, wave to wave, but it depended on, like, villains and heroes. So, like, some of the villains had, like, the darker colored bricks, while some of the heroes had the lighter colored bricks. Some of the early waves had the multicolored bricks. Some of them had more of, like, a muted, kind of, like, washed out red brick color. I was like, damn, there's there's so many variations of it. So I couldn't decide on what to do and kind of did an amalgam of a couple of them. Um, but definitely a lot of fun making that one. And, uh, I know Josh has already told me a couple things coming down the pipeline that, uh, I need to do art for and, uh, that I'm excited to see how the packaging turns out on them. Mm, TMNT. A lot, of, a lot of things that could go where that T is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, oh, one last thing I forgot I got was, uh. I ordered, and this is completely random. I don't watch The Office. I've never really watched. I've seen like one or two episodes. But apparently in The Office, there was like a fake movie and Super 7 did action figures for him. Yeah. Um, I got hostage number four. <laughs> He's basically has a removable head and uh, it looks like a mannequin head. But the main reason I got him was because he was super cheap. And I'm like, it's a dude in a suit with a butcher's apron and a removable head. That's just a perfect random background figure. Yeah. Have like a creepy butcher or like just have a guy with no head. His so head like, comes off? Yeah. Yeah, his head, his head pops. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture. I know um, where there's one on clearance. And I've just been like, yeah, and then like ignoring it. But I can totally pick that up. That's pretty yeah, cool. I mean, I got it for about six bucks. And for that, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, I kind of want one now. It re- it honestly reminds me, Josh, of um, oh my god! Now I'm gonna forget the fucking monster's name. One of the move, one not movie monsters. One of the monsters I did when I was doing that year long of drawing a new monster every day, and I had the headless guy that was holding up the different like masks on sticks. Yes. Um, that you did a figure. It's very much like that as far as the the headless body goes. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a fun, random toy. And I think that's one of the things that I'm liking so much about the reaction figures now that I'm delving more into it, is that they're all, you know, they all look the same, obviously. They're all that classic style uh, retro figure, but there's so many, like, different styles of characters that when I have a bunch of them all together, it almost reminds me of, like, I don't know, like a a sci-fi spaceport. 
like how you would see mm-hmm. like in, in like Men in Black or Star Wars or Star Trek, where you just see all the different like aliens and robots and humanoids and all that all together in one place. That's immediately the vibe that it invokes, which to me is extremely toyetic. Like I want to dig in there and start playing. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm really getting into these retro figures. I have quite the collection at this point. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's what I got. So I know uh, Josh gets to regale us with Tales of Eternia. Well, Go ahead, Josh. I'll, I'll start with the uh, the smaller thing that I got. Uh, I did find the Mighty uh, Tiny Mites Batman full mm-hmm. set. Yep. Uh, that's popping up on the uh, the nacelle end caps in the Walmart entertainment sections. Holy shit, that thing is nice. the uh, The case that it comes in is like that classic vinyl case with the printed inside, uh, and it almost feels like a VHS case. So, like it's. It's packaging that's meant to be kept as a display piece. Uh, and the the purple on them is just fantastic. It's They're all like almost a, a color shift translucent purple. Just bra- bravo, Tiny Mites. You're doing so fucking good. Uh, just looking at somebody did a color guide. The Tiny Mites, including the set you have, Josh, come in eight different colors now. Damn. So... Clear purple is that one, and I'm going to assume that there's seven different colorways of retail. So yeah. take take your pick how you want them, and Keshi Flesh is uh, one of those. But for you know twenty five bucks for the full set plus a like a classic collector's case, I couldn't say no. Right. Uh, so you know definitely if you're into that kind of thing, if you've got the space for a kind of bulky collector's case that's shaped like Arkham Asylum. Uh, 25 bucks, totally worth it. Go for it. Uh, speaking of space for things. <laughs> oh my god, I, I was not prepared. I was not prepared when this box was dropped off and I saw the size of it. sorry there's 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 no way there is no way you can truly be prepared like you hear the dimensions the dimensions of the box are uh 30 inches tall 40 inches wide 12 inches deep you know how many times i've heard this in the bedroom Sorry, I had to get that out there before. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, listen to those dimensions. That's a turn off. <laughs> it's forty inches wide. Hubba hubba. <laughs> Which begs the question: uh, Is she a big fat lady? <laughs> <laughs> it's always. Uh, you know, some ladies are, are looking for, like, a, a nice car. Other women want a recreational vehicle. And uh, if you've ever wanted a camper, I'm your man. <laughs> Those are analogies for the day. <laughs> if you've ever wanted a short school bus, give me a call. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, man. So, so Eternia. I will... I will... I will start out by saying I have to 
<clears throat> I don't know if you guys saw Pixel Dan put up a massive like 45 minute review of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to wait to hear from you before I watched it. Um, actually, it's it's literally on my phone, ready to go. It's it's funny because what what he says towards the beginning of the review is almost exactly what I was saying to Ruth about it. In that, I I got a, I made out pretty pretty damn lucky. My box came in pretty damn beautiful shape. There are a few dents on it, but the issue is the box itself, the style of box that it's packaged in, it's very much that vintage, like, corrugated cardboard with a nice big sticker on it and then, like, the printed black and white art on it. Yeah. And it it doesn't matter how well you you package the outer package if you put a 50 pound playset in a box like that and you throw it around for shipping the weight of the product inside is going to damage that type of cardboard there's no way around that i like i'm not saying that as a way to say get over it i'm saying that as a way to say mattel should have figured out a better way to replicate that vintage packaging while still maintaining the package integrity because I made out really good with the box. Not everybody did. And shame on Mattel for that because, you know, this, it says right on the box, it is an adult collector item. They know who they're marketing this to. They know the type of collector buying this. I don't care that it's their first gigantic crowdfund. They're a gigantic international company. They should know better. Uh, That being said, for me personally, either way, as long as the contents were intact, I was happy because I, I, the only reason I still have the box right now is because we're going to be moving. Like maybe not, maybe not like in the next few weeks or even months, but I want to be able to safely transport it in its box. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to disassemble it, put it back in its box and and get it there that way, you know? Absolutely. Uh, but past that, like once that's gone, like once, once it's moved, I'm not keeping that box. That's a, I have nowhere to store a fucking 30 inch by 40 inch box. Uh, so, you know, for something as expensive as it was, shame on Mattel for not taking greater care in making sure it arrived to everyone fucking pristine. Because it should. I mean, on the on the one upside, while the, the packaging uh, is gorgeous, they did include that beautiful print of the, the painted art, so... And and bravo to them for that, because I don't think they... I've been seeing a lot of people say this. I don't think they advertised that anywhere. That was a complete surprise. Mm-hmm. And what a surprise it was. But, it's beautiful. I, I, I seriously but, want them you know, to sell that so I could just hang it on my wall. But there are absolutely, you know, the people out there that had no intention of ever opening it. Mm-hmm. That's that, true. That, you know, their boxes showed up completely trashed. And... There are no replacements available because it was a made-to-order item. 
So it it definitely well I myself am happy. I can see I can understand why other people are unhappy with the shape of the box. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those I have to start with that because for a crowdfund that after shipping costs comes out to about $650, that it should be showing up immaculate to the point that you want to take it out with white gloves. Right. Uh, that's just my opinion on it. So it, it makes me genuinely curious how, how people are going to react to their next uh, Motu crowdfund. But uh, so Ruth took video of almost the entire unboxing of me. <laughs> she's like she's a kid on Christmas. To, she's going to be, I know she's already like been playing with it a little bit, but she's going to have to condense it into a time lapse because uh, it took nearly two hours. Oh, damn. Which I'm hearing is, is about the average to completely unpack it, assemble it, and put 75 stickers on it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, again, I have to echo, echo Pixel Dan here. $650. Couldn't you put the fucking stickers on for me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I appreciate putting the stickers on for the nostalgia aspect. I do. Not that uh, many. Because I, I am absolutely the type of kid that did enjoy putting the sticker sheets on. But I always hated it because I could never put them on straight. But like as as an adult collector trying to put on tiny stickers with adult hands in a giant playset. Come, come on, Mattel, 75 stickers. <laughs> uh, that That being said. The stickers all look fucking beautiful. There is not a single trace of that weird Snake Mountain AI bullshit. Good. Nice. Like, it's it's all perfect. Um, yeah, when you open the box, the first thing you're greeted with is a giant uh, sort of hollow foil print of the front artwork that is a heavy, heavy cardstock. Uh, it, it was breathtaking. It was a moment of just like, Oh my god. I had no idea. Where am I even going to fucking put that? That's gorgeous. I need to put that up. Uh, and then as soon as you take that out, it's the entire inner box. Everything is broken up into its own box. So you have like a box for Central Tower with beautiful original art for Central Tower. Box mm. for all the monorail like cars. And uh I know I sent you guys a picture of it, but I think the thing that made me happiest was to slide one uh, one piece of the packaging out. It was the one with the mon monorail tracks. And on the back of that one is just like full company credit for everyone who worked on the playset and to thank yeah, that, you to all the backers. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and then when you take out the little box next to that directly underneath it is a fully packaged window boxed Modi. Modi! Who is going for just as much as Eternia. He's going for like $600 <laughs> right now. I, I believe it. It's it's such a fun little fucking toy. Um, side note before I jump into like just how gorgeous everything is. 
in the moat where Modi used to be, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm sure you guys know, at least from pictures, do you know how he was sitting in the moat and like it kind of had the claw marks in yeah. front of him and behind him? It's got like the vague cracks still there as if Modi were, had been sitting there and his left and the cracks are just fading from him like clawing into the moat. Aww. So like <laughs> it's still got that little hint of like Modi was right here. Does it mm-hmm. come with that silver starfish or a uh, manta ray? Yes, it does. The copper. I, I have yep. one from the old set hanging around. And I looked at it and I was like, they probably put that in there. Yep. Uh, the the only things that are not included from Vintage Eternia are the weird bridge piece that connected Central Tower and Grayskull Tower. Okay. I guess at some point they were going to include that, and then they were like, "Yeah, I don't miss it. I it served very little purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't care." Uh, the other thing that's not so much gone but replaced with something new is that old weird weapons rack that could never stand up anyway yeah uh and now instead of that there is an actual full like weapon rack wall that goes up on the third floor okay better uh and it works really well it makes it more visually appealing on that level instead of just being kind of like an empty area okay uh so yeah, no, that that big improvement. I did you play with the monorail? I cannot tell you the full amount of joy. Uh, uh but I mean obviously it's on video, but when I fully assembled Central Tower and turned it around and saw it I fucking cried. I never, I never thought I would be staring at my own attorney at Central Tower again. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those things that owning it as a child and knowing I, like, I was forced to give it up. Right. It has just, you know, it's been all, one of those things throughout my life that's like, God damn it, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll just piece together the fucking central tower. Like, just so I can have a piece of Eternia again. Mm-hmm. And then to turn it around and see that fucking lion head with those eyes that stared into my soul as a child. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. It's perfect. The, the every improvement that they've made to it makes sense. Uh, like the additions onto Grayskull Tower, having mm-hmm. like the extra trap door and the little trap door on the back works perfect, makes perfect sense, feels like it fits there. Uh, the added striking feature to Viper Tower, perfect. It's exactly what you wanted it to do on the vintage one. Yeah, because it was just on a pole. That was a great change that I've seen. Um, the the weird little training room, weapons rack room, 
great improvement to just an empty room. Because, you know, on the vintage one, it was basically just controlling that weird chair on an empty room. Mm-hmm. Now they've got, like, the Horde Trooper training mannequin, the weapons rack wall, and it actually looks like there's stuff to do in there. Instead of just being empty. Uh, and the monorail. Let's, the, the monorail is just... Now, obviously, and this is something I, I expressed to Ruth while building it, I obviously did not build Eternia as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, it was built for me. Uh, but I am fairly sure the first time we ran the monorail on the monorail tracks, something broke. Which it's because, notorious for. Yeah, because those tracks were brittle as fuck. Like, you you snap the tracks together and a piece fractures off of it. These tracks on the new Eternia have just enough flex to it and they're just sturdy enough that I'm pretty sure I could hammer a goddamn nail into the wall with them and it wouldn't hurt the tracks. Nice. I have no fear that these will break over time whatsoever. And I think I squealed when the monorail went around the whole thing for the first time. Who took the first ride? Oh, first first ride was he man. Okay. Wasn't sure if like Modi got to do everything cool. Uh, and you know, I did did the whole thing with the trigger and the uh, the purple the purple jail car to trigger the uh, the trap door on the bottom and like watch. Watched him fall out and pointed and went, look, it did, it did the link. It works so good. <laughs> and just like the, the whole time, it was just like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm so fucking over. I'd be lying if I, I didn't say I, I was super overwhelmed by the time it all got together. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, which leads me to... Uh, two really big questions I have which I'll never have genuine answers to either of them. The first being how the fuck was this ever produced while I was a child? (laughs) This like okay yeah this one's bigger than the vintage one by like an inch but to say this thing is massive is an understatement. It has the overall, like, general diameter footprint of a goddamn coffee table. Uh, and the height of a toddler's high chair. <laughs> well, Josh, Ooh. it was... It was the 80s, and there was a lot of cocaine involved. Like, who, who the fuck? Like, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, we've all watched all of the multiple documentaries on the toy line. We mm. know the thinking behind it was absolutely like, this line is making us billions. Let's make it bigger. 
<laughs> As they snort a line. <laughs> but but at the same time, like obviously it wasn't my parents. I will credit it, I will one hundred percent say it was my grandmother spoiling me is the reason I had it as a child. Because I don't what fucking parent would look at that box and be like that there's no way the vintage one's box could have been the same size. There's no way. Because what parent, what adult in their right mind would look at a box that size and say, yeah, I can buy my child that toy that I could fit three of my child in the box of. Was it on sale? Because... Every gigantic piece of shit that we bought, Zoe, like every LOL mansion, Barbie playhouse, which are comparable in size, uh, play kitchens, whatever, they were on sale. So it's like, well, we don't need it, but it's 25% off. Yeah, I'm, 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 it, like, it must have been because, because my grandma, I know, uh, my grandma did a lot of shopping in Canada for like holidays. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I was in the falls today, Mike. Mm hmm. Everybody's coming over the border to go shopping for the President's Day sales. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, if I had the time, I'd be on the other side of the, the, the border right now at Toys R Us, but I, I don't. And, yeah, like, I'm positive it was a case of her being somewhere in Canada because that's, you know, I'm sure they were more plentiful in Canada anyway. Because right. it shipped more heavily in Europe and Canada. Uh, and her being somewhere and being like, oh, yeah. That's a big Masters of the Universe castle. That's a good price. I'll get that for him. Uh, but even like even still, I have to question question her. Like you, you hear what the hell were you, how the hell did she get that in her car? <laughs> like how did she get it out of her car? Like okay, yes, I've, maybe a store clerk put it in her car for her. How the fuck did she get it out of her car? She walked with a cane. <laughs> like, I have so many. So the other question, which I was able to actually ask my mother. Uh, but upon putting it together, I formed a theory. And that theory is a theory I, I believe in very much. I have a theory that it was never, ever about making me give up one toy line for another. It was 100% an excuse for my parents to be like, oh, good, he's into another toy line. Let's make him get rid of Eternia. <laughs> it takes up too much damn room. Like, I, I genuinely think it was a case of Either my mother or father being like, the turtles now, let's make him get rid of that four foot monstrosity. Mike, if you had a chance to get rid of some of Caleb's zombie electronics. Oh, yeah. So it's probably, I mean, like, Zoe might, you know, 15 years from now be like, God damn it, dad, you got rid of my LOLs. Those were awesome. But it's like, I keep stepping on them. In yeah. the middle of the night. <laughs> well, I, I've told him before, like, you know, I'm fine with it if he's using it. But if it's just kind of if he's just amassing a pile of 
computer parts for in case he needs it. It's like, all right, dude, we got to find a proper way to store these because <laughs> they're just laying everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it was the a day or two after I had fully assembled it. Uh, side note, I may or may not have mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't know. I had a very specific plan of where to put Eternia in my toy room. Mm-hmm. I had it all planned out in my head. That plan, nowhere in that plan did it factor in the fact that the place is fucking three feet deep when fully assembled. Right. And if I put it where I had planned, fully assembled, I can't walk past it to get into the toy room. <laughs> there's, 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 like, it just, it takes up, like, an obscene amount of, I have, I will, I will put in the side note of, I have zero regrets. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is like, this is my fucking midlife crisis item. <laughs> and I love it. I, I fucking love it. Uh, I could not be happier to own Eternia again. I am so goddamn happy to own Eternia again that I have not felt the need to go toy hunting. Mm. Uh, because I've got Eternia. Who cares? Uh, but, like, it's obscene. It's obscenely large. There is no no possible way. Even if I didn't have the Lego City, there is no possible way in this apartment, it could be fully assembled and on display. It's it's too obscenely massive. And thank God you can take the monorail off and detach the other towers and just set it all side by side because it still looks just as striking and it isn't three feet deep that way. <laughs> Are uh, you excited for the prospects of an entire room of a house being for your toys? See, now, when, when that happens, then it will be fully set up, and there will be an epic battle aged in front of it. There'll be a what? I couldn't hear you. Uh, there will be an epic battle scene staged in front of it. It's basically going to be one of the classic Motu posters. Nice. It's pretty cool. Uh, are you ready to share space with Ruth? In, in in what way? You guys might be fighting over like, oh, this is my corner. No, no, that's my artist space. And be like, no, no, that's where Eternia goes. Well, no, actually, oh, no, 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 no. See, no, no, no. See, that's part of the reason we're we're looking at homes is one because you know can't rent forever, uh, but mm-hmm. two, yep. uh is to upgrade the space further. Mm. It's a beautiful thing, So yeah, we're, So yeah, we're, we're looking at, like, places with, like, full extra rooms to what we already have. But what we have right now, we've already got it pretty well divided. Like, there's... I have a full toy room. That <laughs> is also my workshop. However, we need to split those two apart. There needs to be a toy room and a workshop because both have grown too big. 
Whoa. Uh, but but that being said, like there's still a full craft room. And there needs to always be a full craft room. I'm excited for whatever you do, and I look forward to the pitchers. Um, and I, I look forward to the notion that if I'm ever in Austin, Texas, I could sleep in your toy room and inhale resin vapors. <laughs> I see, see um, but at that point, the work trap will be in the garage. It, ooh. Well, either way, it's it's fucking awesome. I'm jealous. Uh, do the cats like it? You know, I am I'm kind of amazed. I feel like I feel like Vincent has almost taken ownership of it because he keeps going and laying right in front of Central Tower in a way that like you almost feel like he's laying there because I put up a tribute to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, you, but I see you've put up this statue of my head. I should lay in front of it. It's not quite the Sphinx, but it'll do. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, I'm, I'm surprised. The other cats could care less, but Vincent, he'll, like, go lay directly in front of Central Tower in a way that's just like, are you getting a kingship with the lion head? It's it's like that episode of South Park where they had the giant cow sculpture and all of the cows, like, surrounded around it <laughs> yeah oh sweet yeah, um i'm gonna I'll, since it's very good podcasting I'll, I'll send you i think i took a picture of vincent laying in front of it yeah hey you know what i love pictures of your cats i say i know you sent a bunch of pictures to me of uh the three and three fourth inch ahsoka on Eternia and like I gotta say like not only you know it, obviously it works great for Masters figures for the five inch line six inch line all that but seeing three and three fourth inch figures in that playset it looks so fucking huge it uh, looks awesome did you see the pictures of people got the Dune sand bucket and put yes three fourth inch in there and it's perfect I uh, I want one of those freaking popcorn buckets so bad but everyone's gonna think I'm fucking it. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. I don't know where, even if they're selling them around here. I have no desire to see the movie, but I want the popcorn bucket. Uh, one final yeah, thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that bucket. One thing before we're gonna skip talking about uh, Revolution. We'll save that for next week. I want to know what your guys' thoughts was on the X Men '97 trailer. Did you get goosebumps when you heard that theme? Oh, of course. Of course. I haven't gotten goosebumps like that since the Star Wars Episode One trailer. Yeah. Let, let me tell you, the uh, the music got me. Like, the music gave me chills. Mm-hmm. But the lump in my throat moment was a... That tells me it's, it's probably going to be fucking good was, to me, my X-Men from Cyclops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that was just like, fuck... Gambit riding Wolverine. Also <laughs> really cool. Um, apparently people have like broken down every single frame of the trailer and they're pissed off that Rogue doesn't have a giant <laughs> ass anymore. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, not going to lie. I'm kind of with them on that. Well, <laughs> I, I, I believe I, the Toymaker retro gimmick is even making like a fake action figure about it. That's basically just a, a carded version of like old Rogue's ass. See, here's the thing, like, okay, 
I understand there's the creepy guys that are just like, oh, I want my cartoon booty back. But then there's just it doesn't look right. Like no. anatomically, she doesn't look right. It, it she kind of has the shape of a spoon. Well, <laughs> like it doesn't well, make sense. Let's be fair. The the back like the the screenshot they've taken of Rogue that is yeah. Rogue from behind. She's like way in the background mm-hmm. at a point where she wouldn't be super detailed like that. Exactly. So we can't say they've taken that from us yet until we see the show. It it is mostly manufactured outrage that people are doing. It's it's that whole clickbait, you know, rage bait kind of stuff. But in that image, it is just like, oh, that's not how a person should look. <laughs> like, that doesn't look anatomically correct. And yeah, it is in the background, so it makes sense. But still, it's if she does look like that close up, it's just a weird design choice. Now, yeah, look, nobody's going to be long... like, I'm not watching X-Men because there's no rogue ass. You're going to watch if, fucking X-Men. And if they are like that, there's something fucking wrong with them. Yeah, like, dude, get off your high horse. It's right. fucking it, X-Men. It had been a long time since I'd watched the the original series. So I started from the beginning uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, man, th- those those first episodes, well, there is, like, a lot there to like. There's also just the amount of rough and clunky exposition thrown into those first few episodes where it's basically just out of the blue, like they're walking on the middle of a mission and suddenly Rogue's just like, I had a boyfriend once until I touched him. And it's like, what? Where is this coming from? Nobody asked you to share your life story in the middle of a mission. And, yeah, there are so many, like, weird, very clunky exposition moments in, in those first episodes that's just like, oh, man, I know it gets better, but, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That is definitely fair. Are you guys but, ready for you the know, oh, ain't, ain't nothing worse than, hey, damn, Mr. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cabbie. <laughs> Are you guys ready for the Hall of Fame? Of course. Uh, The Kraken won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody put up a good fight, though, so I will go first. You guys have picks. Yes. Um, I, as always, I always forget to pick, but Mike, you and me are talking about repaints, and it put something into my head that I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and that is Faker. Classic, old school. Real by real tape on his chest. Blue He-Man. Maybe not the first repaint, but the most famous, in my opinion. That's weird-ass Blue He-Man. They <laughs> had to squeeze another guy in there and not spend any money. Faker. <laughs> I gotta be honest. As a kid, I did not understand the concept of Faker when I saw the toy. I was like, why? Why is there a Blue He-Man with robot parts? I don't understand it. And it wasn't until, like, I got a chance to play with it at my cousin's house that I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I kind of saw the appeal of having He-Man fight He-Man. And I was like, I get it now. Like, but it, but at first glance, I didn't know what to do with it. I was just like, yeah. why would I want blue He-Man? I don't like it. You know, and then playing with him, I'm like, oh, I get it now. 
Yeah, and like it didn't match up with the cartoon. Yeah. Either. I remember finding it at a garage sale and being like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But I thought he looked cool. And I just picked them up. Yep. Um, let's go with Josh. Josh, what do you got, Josh? Josh. I'm, Josh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a really, really weird deep cut. Who uh, I doubt will win, but I loved the shit out of. Uh, that is Lord Dread from Captain Power. Dude, oh. I just watched a video on Captain Power. That is awesome. Uh, man, I, I don't know why I, I think it's because there were so many villains that had that general look in the eighties of like the, the half cyborg, like the one cyborg arm, the cyborg eye, like the, the head plate, but something about the way they did Lord Dread in that three and three fourths scale, uh, mate, he was just such a fucking great villain toy. Like he was, great. he was the perfect villain to pair up with Darth Vader. Yeah, like, it was a cool show, and I couldn't afford the toys. And I had, yeah, like, I think... a, a Griffin guy, you know, like, this the Stormtrooper Birdman. Yeah, yeah. And I got it at a garage sale, and then, like, I, I had that rich friend that had all the best and latest shit, and he had it for, like, a hot minute. But it was, that was it. Uh, yep, the, the only thing, other than, like, Lord Dread. The only thing I had was, like, the only affordable thing from the electronic line, which was that power-up thing. Yeah. Which, which oh, literally yeah. Was, wasn't, like, a you literally just, like, clipped Captain Power onto it, and it lit him up. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you, credit to my parents for being like, well, just take him off of it and click the trigger like a laser. You can fire it at the screen. But you know uh, that sometimes those set those simple set pieces are enough to really light up your imagination as a kid. I love oh, that. I, I needed. I, I totally had fun with it. Yeah, oh, it was God, better yeah. than like a couch cushion that you're playing on. Yeah. If you had a little piece of real estate, it went a long ways. Well, it's like the the slime yeah. pit in He Man. Like so many, even not using slime, just so many adventures surrounded that playset and it was just yeah. a very tiny little playset. Fucking point dread. It's what is it? Right. <laughs> a cave and a tree. But I played so much of that because it was something physical. Wait, you mean yeah. you mean uh um oh my god. The the horde one? The Fright Zone? Fright Zone. What did I say point dread? Uh, yeah. Point dread too though. You know, I oh, I had yeah, many I mean... of a like castle top sword fight. Right, right. And Same. to be fair, Point Dread isn't that far off from a cave and a tree. It's still just like a cave and a plank of wood. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I used to reenact Highlander <laughs> with nice with the Point Dread piece. I had just the castle part, not the bird. Mm-hmm. Oh, so here is a very, very brief side note that I meant to mention during Eternia. Uh, now, at some point during the campaign... They mentioned that Point Dread was going to fit on top of Grayskull Tower, and they must have cut that because it does not. Yeah, it's not pictures and it's too big. Yeah. Yeah. It just there is no way to make it fit. I'm fine with that. I feel like it looks way it would look way too big on there anyway, but mm. uh of all the things they said they were gonna do with it, I think that's the only thing that didn't happen. So Gotcha. Mike, what do you got? 
Um, I feel like I picked this once before, but I don't think it won. Uh, but the Transformers Generation 1 Repugnus, the monster bot. No, it did not. Such a good one. It was one of my all-time favorite Transformers. I loved the spark shooting action. <laughs> I've, I've always loved toys that do that. They spit sparks. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a fucking weird monster with praying mantis claws that also turns into a robot. What's not to like? And you could start a fire if you're lost in the woods. Yeah. Or burn your house down. You know, one of the two. <laughs> Good times. All right, guys. Ah, oh, man. I miss I miss toys with that weird spark feature. Same. Josh, you can make toys. Why don't you just make a whole line of your favorite properties that spit sparks? Like, you know, the walker? The wind up and walk <laughs> and spit fire out of their mouth like Godzilla? <sighs> I loved those. Think about how cool Warner Herzog would be if he walked... And shot sparks <laughs> out of the <laughs> I know the uh, wheels are turning, but don't that would not make any fucking sense. I, I, okay, but 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Timmy with a spark and crotch. Ooh. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> oh, uh, just just pull him back and watch him go and sparks fly out of his crotch as he <laughs> flies across the floor. Uh, I had I had more of Timmy and Darla planned, but it kills my vocal cords. I going from Timmy's baby voice to screaming garbage woman, a little hard. <laughs> I didn't bring any water in. <laughs> screaming garbage woman. Hey, there's the title. I, there's the title. <laughs> yes. Oh god, that's fantastic. All right, guys. That will be uh, the name of my next documentary. I'm sure it will be a touching and heartwarming tale. Filled with pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and roast beef soup. <sighs> I want to see the baby. That would be the other title. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. This is Mike saying, eat your Arby's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting that. This is Mike saying, watch out what that Arby's will do to your butt. Yeah. <laughs> This is one the same. I would like to see the roast beef. It's <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> funny. All right, everybody. <laughs> Catch you later. Bye. Bye. CountCreepy.com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? CountCreepy. 
c o u n t k r e e p y 啊。